positions himself, doesn't let Farfan get past him. Marco worked it back, got trundled over, and he draws a foul. Escobar is not happy at all, but that's going to be a free kick, and it'll be almost a quick one. Ferreira trying to catch him off, and he buries it! Jesus Ferreira catches LAFC completely asleep at the wheel. It's Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> and there we go. Uh, sorry about That's the little technical great. issue there, folks. We didn't mean to go skip out of our opening uh, highlights, but uh, thanks to Tommy LaBeouf for for editing that that little video, uh, little Ferris Bueller's mashup there. I mean, um, it that fit, though. Come, like part of our opening sequence or somehow <laughs> somehow you can mix it in. That'd be great. Yeah. It was great, uh, great victory, of course, on Saturday night as FC Dallas came from behind to, to beat the Western Conference leading Los Angeles FC 2-1. to one. We're here to talk about those goals, talk about the game, talk about what it means down the stretch run, get into a little North Texas SC conversation too. I'm your host here, Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill. Uh, next to me is is Tommy LaBeouf at Tom underscore FC Dallas, and we thank him for that that funny video there to help lead things off and, and below me there uh, is jose carmona at el chico carmona and Hola, bienvenidos. ishmael couldn't make it tonight and we're so excited to have uh, uh have our buddy uh colin uh mr Couve join us here you can follow him there on twitter at mr Couve. Uh, and we understand he was at the game so we'll be asking him about that atmosphere uh, just seemed like a really a special night so let's just get right into it i have some highlights we could show as we talk about it but two massive goals from jesus ferreira uh matt doyle of major league soccer uh, media he said you know soccer iq on display uh, when uh, uh paul Ariola got the quick restart jesus uh, was able to slot the the, the professional goal home that l- Equalized the match, and then Jesus was was just one, just a master free kick, uh, outsmarting the goalkeeper who was pretty solid for LAFC on Saturday, pre- at preventing Dallas from really getting stuff going. But talk about a massive win at home that keeps FC Dallas in the hunt for the playoff home match, and maybe even a number two spot. It's pot- there's a potential. A lot can happen, but it still is a possibility. So let's just get our reactions to the match. Tommy, we'll start with you. Well, uh, you know, it's a great win. Uh, you know, Jesus is really coming into his own. And uh, just it's something that we've really seen all year with the attackers. They're very smart, very team player, especially Ariel. I think he's been the most team where he's always been the one to, you know, run over the ball, dummy it. You know, how many times has he dummied it for a goal? And um, that was just a great play, being on the same page. And, yes, I mean, LAFC just, you know, kind of what FC Dallas has done, you know, throughout the year it's, as we had those all those games where those one moments where we stopped and stopped and lost focus, whether it was Safari covering in the back end or the, the throw into Cirillo, just, just a few things here and there that cost the game. And that cost the game for LAFC. But I also want to point out, I felt like Ariola had a clear goal that was taken away. I felt like with the lines on the field, it was obvious that he was onside on that goal. 
And I was very disappointed that the referee didn't even look at it. I know if he had no lines on the field, then he has an excuse. I, I, I can't really tell. But there are lines on the field. And you can see when, when the ball was passed to Arioli, he was onside, in my opinion. Um, the other thing is that you've got to remember that FC Dallas was up a man and still gave up a goal. And I know that happens in soccer, but, I mean, uh, and, you know, yeah, the victory is great, but if we had lost that game, we would all be talking about, hey, we gave up a goal 11 on 10, and that, that really can't happen, right? But we won. Let's be positive. Uh, you know, great game by the team. Jose, your thoughts? I'm putting on my tinfoil hat to point out that Tuomazi had a bad game and Ishmael could make it. I, not a coincidence. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that's right. Ishmael isn't here to defend himself or Tuomazi. And, you know, I actually was happy when Nanu came on, which should tell you what I was thinking. And uh, for all of his detractions, I don't recall Nanu keeping anybody on site on, on you know on site so <laughs> that's right that's right that was all, right. all on Tomasi but uh I just want to add that 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 first goal it, it, it highlights what this club has been missing and that is uh veteran savvy that's a veteran play that's something that a young club full of homegrowns has been lacking you know the the the, yes, you got Jesus who 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 uh, scored. You could say scored two goals out of nothing, but Me, that Ariola, that that smarts. I mean, you can practice it all you want, but it takes a veteran to pull Me, it off. Ariola, that. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yep. can hear you. Yeah. A little so, echo in the so, background. We're fine. So yeah, I'm just. I mean. 10 men, LAFC, everyone's going to hold that. Look, everyone's talking about the, the Shield leaders, Philadelphia, LAFC, having won it for years. Dallas just beat both of those teams. And and I don't care what kind of excuse you come up with. They found ways to beat those teams. They shut down the Union attack, which has just been destroying people, obliterating people. And they scored on... On them, which, by the way, I think they're they're pace to have one of the best defensive seasons in MLS. And then they find a way to beat LAFC, and 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 they they weren't a better team than LAFC. They just outsmarted them when it counted. They found ways to win at home. I mean, as an FCD fan, I've just been, you know, I've been glowing <clears throat> since since that final whistle. I'm still kind of hyped about it. And it's because the doubts, the oh, can we make the playoffs? This is a playoff team, and we can we can just taste that home match, you know. So I, I think I think anyone that had their doubts, even you know you know FCD fans, everybody is waiting for the bottom to drop out. Even those guys have gotten a little quiet. I mean, we got a good team. You know, well, let's also not forget uh, hey, who, Velasco. We had no, no Velasco. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. the other thing is, is Velasco is the kind of player that you need it for something for a, you know, LFC down to ten man. They were, you know, basically forcing FC Dallas to find a way to break them down. Velasco would have been ideal for that, but you know, you 
you get a W without Velasco. Take it. We're gonna have to get a couple more because he's he's, he's out for yeah. for a couple of weeks. So. Yep. Well, Coove, give us uh, give us your thoughts, and of course you were there, so a sense of what the crowd felt like. It, and I just tell you, it came through on the TV. It came through on the oh, on yeah. the on the feed. Oh man, um, to kind of uh, go back to what uh, Tommy and both uh, uh, Jose were saying, man, it's it was uh, that match for me proved that we're not only a playoff team, but we can truly challenge for Moss Cup. I mean, we've beaten the top team in the East, which is the Supporters Shield leaders right now. We've beaten LAFC. We should have capitalized and held on to beat Austin in both games. Got dropped. Haven't lost them. And haven't then, lost them. So haven't lost them either good. in their in club history either. So um, and then I literally I was looking at it. At, we're six, I believe, in supporter shield standings, and every team above us we have not lost to. And the only team that I'm going to give a little bit of uh, slide slide to is Montreal. We haven't played Montreal yet. They look dangerous, but I think we could take them in the MLS Cup final. That's just me. But um, but now that game uh, from the atmosphere, we the band in the, uh, from El Matador was huge. Uh, usually it's about one section, maybe four to five uh, drums in total. This they had a whole section blocked off for them. I mean, it was three rows. We had everyone show out, show up. But everyone was chanting. Even people in the upper sections, which usually are just the onlookers, they had people trying to get into the section just to hang out in there and everything and you can tell even on the broadcast that 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 noise did not stop i mean we played through most of uh halftime we played towards like the second half was really amped up that atmosphere is probably the best atmosphere i've been to at an fc dallas game and it goes right up there with the uh i think louise tweeted about it and it reminded me of that game when i was 15 back in 2015 uh the uh zimmerman pk uh, against uh, Seattle, I believe it was in the Western Conference semifinals at home. How loud that place was that night and that that moment! It was louder, if not better, atmosphere than that. And to to be honest, it's a lot of credit to El Matador, uh, and it's a lot of credit to Jerome as well, who uh, is one of the uh, the new uh, marketing guy at FCD, getting people's butts in seats. Uh, another sellout crowd, which I can't remember a season where we've had more than two sellouts, and I've been going to the game since I was since 2013 2012 mm. so that was really awesome to see and uh you can definitely tell that the guys are feeding off that and jesus even mentioned it uh during uh i believe it was either uh, on social media or during one of the press game, uh, post-game conferences as well it was good it really did come through uh tremendous energy um and, and you know that that the, to give up the goal before halftime you know that is one thing i think the team can circle and look at and and really too uh it, it if there is a if there's a, a way to get at FC Dallas in the style of soccer that they played, and it's true under Lucci too, and, and mostly true under Nico, is that uh, you know you just defend defend just just uh, make it hard for them to to pass the ball into the space that they want and generate the looks that they want and make them take long shots. And FC Dallas, we can be pretty toothless, and it sort of looked like that, like like you know LA was going to be happy to to grab that goal. Which was a big mistake by Tumasi. I just oh, so disappointing. Uh, but hey, um, the team found a way. They they outworked. They they were crafty. They outgutted and they took the opportunity. I mean, I, I mean, how many times have we been disappointed when the team steps up for a free kick like that? And 
and Jesus uh, just finessed that thing. He just finessed that free kick. Maybe got a little help from Bale, you know? <laughs> you know class. what, though? Just a little bit. <laughs> you know what, though? The, the, the thing about those free kicks and, and that one play is his corners were pretty bad. They, I mean, in the lead-up to that, some of his corners were just – they just – you know, they were going out of bounds. They were – yeah. So – so there was nothing to indicate that he had that in him. And then, boom, boom, just like that, it's two goals. Because uh, I, I was lamenting the fact that Velasco wasn't around. I was like, man, we really could use him on them corner kicks or some of the set pieces. But I guess I was wrong. I mean, it, it's good to have more than one guy that can punish you on set pieces. That's, that's what I got to say about that. Let's go ahead and jump to a quick quote from uh, Nico Estevez about – about that quick restart and how that sort of uh, unfolded. And, uh, they designed the, the set plays in conjunction with him. He gave advice um, uh, to them. And then after he selects the ones that they have prepared together as a group. And uh, we, we always have that situation where the players have to decide. And then I think that is, is working, is working very well. And you could see there how they were very sharp in uh, paying attention on where the situations and the, how we can uh, hurt them. And, uh, and uh, the players, that what they do in training, you can see in the, on the field. Well, it looks like we, we cut a little bit of that off. <laughs> but he talked about an assistant coach uh, who works uh, with the team on those kinds of situations but gives the players you know, permission and, and to, to make those kinds of choices in the moment. Rather than you know a set play, rather than no, we're always going to set up and do this. Uh, but hey, you know, as soon as uh, that player dropped the ball, you could see Ariola, Jesus. They were they were already thinking about that opportunity on that opening goal to equalize. And and I think yeah. that that highlights the preparation, preparation, preparation. You're talking about these guys are clearly in practice. They're setting up situational plays, situational situations for them that could potentially happen and how they should handle it. This is something, I'm sorry, I love Lucci, but it, it seemed like at times that Lucci was basically, uh, you know, not really preparing his team for that. He was basically, uh, count, you know, trusting that they would figure it out. Uh, I mean, I wasn't at practice. I can't say that, but I just it this team just looks more prepared, you know. Um, a lot of that, like I said, it's a lot of that's probably the veteran leadership they were lacking before. But man, uh, you have to be blown away with with how good this this uh, this uh, manager and and his assistants have come in and and really, really remember how bad we were uh, during that July uh, slide. And we were all, you know, hey, what's going on? And Nico's like, hey, we're going to basically fix this. And they have. So, you know, kudos to him to say, hey, we have issues. We're working on them. And and now us as fans, it's a pleasure to see that some of the implementations are taking hold. and, And this team is producing on both ends. This is great. I love when Jesus was walking up to Ariola, just real quick, is that he actually put his head down like he was walking up to take the kick. I mean, he takes the free kicks, right? So, I mean, he, he took two steps where he put his head down, and he took two more steps and up, and then the ball passed. I mean, 
It was just very, a, I mean, he very mature. I mean, that's very seasoned. Yeah. That's some CONCACAF <laughs> stuff right there. Some dark arts, some magic. Dark arts. Yeah. Some black magic. But that's, that's some amazing stuff. And and let's also talk about this thing. You know, and we're also looking at a team that we're missing our veteran stalwart defender. Uh, and Tafari uh, has had some passes and some work that he's been doing from the back line. Just like why? Why isn't this guy, you know, not getting more starts? It's it's an interesting thing. It's going to be an interesting but, dilemma to see if you know Hedges slots right back in and and what you know if Estevez. The thing keep... is, is you're not just missing Hedges. You're just not you're you're not just missing the captain and your best defender. <clears throat> you're also missing a guy that is, uh, are your best you know set piece threat as far as headers and stuff are concerned. So. So it's it's a huge loss for the team, and you know you have to praise that Tafari has basically shown us some of what we saw last season when we said, "Hey, this this kid's going places," and and our confidence in him was kind of shaken in, in the first half of the season. But here he is; he's he's balling out again, and and you have to wonder if they're going to. I mean, I don't want to start talking next season, but honestly. He needs to be given a starting job, you know. You need to, you know. He's he, he's looking like he is showing you in key games down the stretch. Must win, must not have any goals, and he's he's producing, and that's what you want from a young player. And I think, I think he's ready to unseat uh, <clears throat> one of the two in the back line, and 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 or at least make him part of a rotation if you're not going to do that. Because let's face it. If let's say you want to stay with Hedges and Martinez as your two next year, they're getting a little older. You definitely want to rest them more often than not. And I think Tafari has proven that he deserves regular starting time uh, uh, to start 100%. regular matches. Yeah, he's been doing some cool stuff. Well, let's let's jump over to a post game quote from Jesus Ferreira. Let's make sure this one plays. No, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, we knew that this was going to be a difficult game, but we knew that this was a game that we had to win. Uh, obviously, I give a lot of credit to, to my teammates because we had the mentality to come out in the second half and take care of business. And so um, I'm happy and excited that we can send a message to the league that, you know, that we're a team that's competing to, to win the MLS Cup. Um, and, you know, the whole coaching staff believes it. The t- uh, my teammates believe it. And so um, the fans believe it. And so we're just sending a message to the league that we can compete with the, the big teams. Meanwhile, uh, there's some dude on on Twitter who's has some kind of database of U.S. national team players. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring it up as well. Says that like Jesus shouldn't even make the World Cup roster, and I'm like, dude, I'm so glad you're not picking the World Cup roster. We're all hearing that. We're all hearing that. It's the same guy that brought up all his misses from the last two years. I mean, like, whatever happened to? What have you done for me now? Right. Exactly. But I mean, the truth is, is that nobody else was scoring. People are like, "Oh, he's missing." Show me the highlights of all the other guys that were scoring because it wasn't happening. It's not. Well, happening. Let me also say this: I, I think that it's very important he goes to the World Cup this year because he's very young. If it's not this and, year, he's got next year and the year after, right? I mean, if yep. he doesn't go this year, he's going to be new next the next time, the, right? He's going to go. It doesn't matter. The fallacy of the argument from U.S. fans is simple. They don't want any any MLS players, period. But the bottom line is you need to, A, grow your home league 
So you have to give players from your home league playing time. And two, they have to get their international caps so they can then go to Europe. They don't get those caps. They're stuck in MLS. So I, these guys are ridiculous. It's like, you know, is there an MLS agenda? There should be. There has to be. You have to get the young players playing time. You have to find them caps. And then hopefully then they move on to Europe the way you wanted it. But no European team's going to take some young kid that can't get a, a visa, you know? And, and, and that's basically it. The same people that are crying about Ferreira today, you know, will be, if he goes to Europe in a year or two, we'll be like, oh, yeah, he should start and, you know, whoever the latest MLS mm-hmm. guy shouldn't, shouldn't even see the field. It's rinse and repeat. Uh, some of these guys that are in the U.S. men's national team play in Europe, play at MLS, you know? Yep. And now they're in Europe, and now they're surefire starters. How do you think they got there? I mean, it's just obnoxious. It's not even worth talking about it. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you can make an argument that he should not be the starter, but to say that he won't make the final roster is, is idiotic. And honestly, just pure fantasy. Well, something that, uh, going back to that argument is, you know, if Jesus, you know, you, you, you get a point out Jesus misses, but what about Pil- Christian Pulisic's multiple misses throughout World Cup qualifying? What about Timothy Weah, Aronson, McKinney? I mean, they all missed plenty of centers that would have got us points in Panama, I believe. And also uh, what solidified us towards the top of the group as well. What's his name? Uh, P. Folk? Mr. Sitter against... Don't get me started against... on P. Folk. Oh, my yeah, Lord. He, he, uh, he missed a sitter against uh, Mexico, but no one remembers that. The, rain, nope. the past Because Reina, he plays in Europe. Square. Mm. I'm yeah, just saying, if everyone's should, got selected. Sergeant should everyone's start, guys. Let's be real. He's scoring in the championship. He should start. Come on. <laughs> He's scoring <laughs> in some... European uh, League, second division league. <laughs> I have no problem scoring. He should be scoring in. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think the same starters will start every game, especially up top, because the forwards do a lot of running, and if there's games back, you know, within, you know, I, keep people fresh. I will fresh. tell you this. Yeah. I will tell you this, guys, though. I have been checking out uh, podcasts from, from, from the podcast that cover the men's national team, you know, like uh, Scuffed and, and stuff like that. And I can tell you that there is a softening on his Zeus. Some of these guys that were, you know, he's not the guy, he's not the guy, have basically walked it back and said, well, he's in the conversation. Or, or you know, definitely he's scoring, definitely. he's scoring, he's in form. You know, that, so so you're starting to see, not from the fan base, because by the time from the people that cover the U.S. men's national team, you're starting to see them, even, even the Eurocentric ones, starting to walk it back on his Zeus and saying, well, He's performing. That's what you want. You want the guy to score and be in form. And and yeah. if you're a national team coach and you're saying, hey, you gotta you gotta show me, you know, you gotta go out there and and, and punt, you know score goals in MLS because these other guys are doing it. Jesus is being is doing what what he's been asked to do. And and honestly, I think we're spoiled. I mean, I'm happy that there's four, five, six guys that the U.S. gets to choose from because we normally have one, maybe, or two. And we're hoping they're, they're not injured. 
We're hoping they're hot. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And I guarantee well, you these guys cheer for each other. I guarantee you that these guys all cheer for each other. I don't think anyone goes, oh, that guy's starting a hope he sucks. No. They're they're all basically, hey, I hope he scores so or, or I hope he wins the job, you know, so that when I take it over, it was it's not handed to me. I had to beat that guy out. Guys are competitors. They don't cheer for their opponents to fail. They're cheer for, for their teammates to succeed so that when they reach the mountain, it's it's you know, they have to earn it. Well, I think every game in the World Cup is going to be different. It'd be the you know who we're playing, what the you know what the the tactics are. I definitely think that Jesus will get a start, maybe two. Uh, but you know, it, sometimes you need to have the big nine in there, which he's not. He's I think more it's of a going to be nine. situational. I think yes, Berhalter exactly. is going to look at the exactly. opponent, and he's going to. I don't think he's going to take uh, forwards. They're all clones of each other. He's going to take someone who's mobile, somebody who's more of a. Uh, 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 you know, a banger, so on and so forth. He's going to want a little bit of variety. And that that move that, Jose, that, that Jesus made against LFC, even though he didn't score, where he did the little sidestep, and none of the other strikers in the roster can do that. None. They, they're all, they're, they're forwards. They're, they're, none of them has the footwork that, that Jesus has where he can make something out of nothing. And and that's just something you you can't ignore. Yeah, that's right. Well, l- l- let's talk about the standings right now uh, and what this what the rest of the season. I took a quick screenshot here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, make it smaller here on the screen. This is what we're looking at here for. Um, um, I don't know why it. Uh, why, all right. Well, um, we can see it. Yeah, you can see it good enough here. I don't know why my our little Twitter names are popping up there, but um, I, I can <laughs> make okay. those all. Let disappear. me tell you. Let me tell you. I I'm good at math, and and the one <laughs> the one math equation that I love right now is Seattle. They got four games left. The most points that they can they can uh, get this season is 51. So as long as Dallas wins one more game. They are guaranteed to finish above Seattle, no matter what Seattle does. Mm-hmm. And if we play those fools, it'll be in Dallas. That's all I want. I want <laughs> us to host a game against Seattle in the playoff and send those guys packing. That's what I want. I, I'm sorry. You, you guys got your Salt Lakes, your Minnesotas. I want Seattle, red hot Seattle in Dallas. Come on. Yeah, and then Austin. This, and at this I point, want it's, Austin. It's, yeah, uh, well, I want Austin both. would be fun. Yeah, I want to send both of those guys packing because those two fan bases are. I mean, come on, come on. Well, no you, one's you catching LAFC, right? No one's catching LAFC. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of that. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't exactly. realize Austin has a game in hand still. Um, but it's going to be so three games left for Dallas, four games for some of these other teams, five it looks like for LA Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of movement. That's why like that win was so crucial for Dallas. And yet we always there's set 48 points. We all set 48 points. Yeah. We'll get us in. We're above yeah. that line, and now we can start thinking position, positioning. Right. That's yep. that's where you want to be. Two, two, two points off second. That's yeah. right. None of this we locked into, we snuck into playoffs. 
that's out the door. We know it. Everybody, all the FCD fans know that FC Dallas is in. Sure, it's not coming up as you're locked in, but everyone knows we're in, and now we're trying to figure out where the team's going to go, where they're going to end up, and I think that's where everyone's getting excited. That atmosphere you saw that we saw against LAFC, I mean, I think I think that's good, and I think I'm hoping to see that in the next home game against uh, Sporting Kansas City, and and if we host a playoff game. I'm just saying that's something for this club to build on as far as the home atmosphere. That's where it starts. Yeah. Well, I, and I think we'll see a different FC, LAFC in the playoffs if we you know when we play them again. I'll go ahead and say that when we play them again, because I, I mean, like they they took Carlos Vela out in the 59th minute for Bale. It wouldn't surprise me in the playoffs that Bale and Bale start right. So you know, uh, we we're gonna get their best game the second time around. So. I, I agree, but I think for any team, it's important to say we beat those guys. Yeah, it's very I mean, important. I'm not taking anything away from the win. No. I mean, Austin, Austin, Austin's talking about this and that, but the bottom line is, if Austin plays Dallas in the playoffs, they can't say we've beaten Dallas, and you can't tell me that mm-hmm. that doesn't worm its way into a player's hand head. The longer you know, the pressure will be on them. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. it, it's very important for any team to say. We beat those guys because then oh, yeah. you know you can do it again. As Ben That's says, yeah, knew. L.A. will have a full 11 <laughs> players. Unless unless Ryan gives us another solid, right? Unless he does us another solid. Oh, so, wait, uh, okay. scored, we also got a Costa, too. I mean, you know. So, yeah. quick question. Uh, Sorry, go uh, ahead, Cooper. I, I Sorry, thought Cooper I something. heard that Velasco had a, a thigh injury, right? But then I see him lifting Jesus on your – actually, the, the article you wrote, Nathan – um, is he hurt? <laughs> I mean, should yeah, he be lifting? I mean, yeah, but I think it's more of a, like a contusion or something. Like, I mean, it, it's not going to okay. keep him from walking or, or he just can't run. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a strain or like a, like a pull. It's simple, like a, just precautionary. Like a, yep. Gotcha. Yep. And, like. and yeah. And, and I don't and, blame I mean, him. Let him rest. He deserves it, man. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. That's, I mean, let's face it. I'm okay with, with any player that, that is less than hundred percent hedges. If he's got an extra set on an extra game, please, by all means, mm-hmm. let him be 100% when the playoffs start. And that's really what this team needs to focus on. If precautionary uh, players missing games are precautionary. I'm all for it. I'm all One for thing it. we haven't discussed real quick is is the play by Nanu. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, we should just take a step back. Coach bringing in Zeke and Nanu because of their dribbling skills and attacking skills. And what they did you know, Ziki hit Nanu, and Nanu made that great move to get the foul. You know, very close to mm-hmm. being PK, but uh, that was a great play by Nanu. So let's let's just not. I was that joking away. about that uh, when the foul happened. That that it was dumb that they fouled him. They should just let him try to cross it because his crossing is horrible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what honestly. That's what I was. I don't know if you guys well, if you guys remember, but I posted that somewhere. I go, what? You know, it's ridiculous that they fouled him. They should have just let him try to cross it because, you know. If Ishmael was here, he would have said, yeah, he would have sent it, you know, to the other side of, of, the, uh, of the park or he would have sent it Been out of bounds. Out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he would have found a way to screw it up. Well, and I, I obviously think we they... give – yeah. I was going to say, we give Danny a little bit more time. And next year we may not say the same thing, right? Remember Michael Barrios' first uh, nah, year? Nah, no, yeah. won't be back next year. Nah, now nah, nah. go back to Porto. No, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless there's a 
trigger and Dallas has already passed it, in which case then he will be back. But well, I mean, I they have a lot, of, a lot of roster what spots open. You know, for what they're, someone... I know, but for what they're going to be paying for him from Europe, if he can't beat out Tomasi, he he doesn't belong in this roster. Yeah, no, it's just we haven't. Seen nothing is Nanu. I'll. Yeah, he's a veteran player, and he can help this team off the bench for you know for the rest of the season and stuff. And he can be a key player off the bench, but. If you're gonna buy him, he has to be the starter. He can't. He can't be on the bench. I, I thought we might see the North Texas FC guy that we just signed. Uh, it's a minute. <laughs> That's perfect. See that, Nanu. Yeah, yeah. Nanu. Brian Acosta, but for crosses. That's right. But, you know, and I think we can already see what uh, Nico thinks of Nanu is that hey, if I need someone more offensive, you know, uh, who's gonna cross situational. first? Situational. Situational. Right. Yep. But but that's not someone you're gonna want to spend a bunch of money on when. Uh, he has no, he's a situational guy, and 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 my, Siki, of course, my God, his 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 uh, feints and moves are just ridiculous to watch. You know, I mean, if that kid ever settles down and 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 becomes consistent, you know, Dallas could be onto something there. I mean, a future replacement for, uh, you know, Excellent. whenever certain players ahead of him move on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Great, great signing. Yeah. Right, right. Great, great pickup. And a shout out to Edwin Cerillo, too, who has played a, a series of games here that just like, that just means, um, you know. Very I quietly. Mean, yeah, about doing but business, right? but you know, know what? Can't make it has to be said, it has to be said that in this run that Dallas has been in, um, I think before the LFC match, it was five wins, three draws, and two losses in the last ten. That's before the LAFC win. And Cerillo has started most of those matches. Mm-hmm. He's been like, he's, I think he started like the last nine games in a row. And this team's in great form, and he's part of that. He's not the reason for it, but he's part of that chemistry. And, and, and you know, call it luck, call it whatever, but we've seen before in, in past FC Dallas seasons, where a guy who we think is going to start, in this case, Quinone, gets injured, and the guy behind him rises and snatches that job and never lets it go. And we have to be excited that Cereal seems to have done that. And I, I would say Quinone uh, is another guy like, like uh, Nanu, where what you're paying him, if he can't beat out Cereal, then um, you, you're going to have to move on for him from him or something you know you're gonna have to trade him i don't know if he's got a another contract nothing against him i'm just saying for what he's getting paid he's you know he can't be a bench guy and you know he's 21 years old not costing a lot of money you know how many when i first moved here from you know to to dallas and became a fan we were signing players that were at the end of their age could barely run (laughs) and making you know just names that couldn't play anymore and i I always felt youth is the way to go, develop your youth, and I'm just ecstatic to see this. You know, at first I thought, well, you know, it's just to sell and not really to win. But this year, I can't doubt, I can't go against the comment that we're, we're trying to win the new era. It's it's pointing in the direction that it is a new era. So. And and think of how bad this team was last season. I mean, someone just pointed out that this the turnaround from last season to this season is the greatest turnaround in FC Dallas burn history. That's how mm-hmm. impressive this season has mm-hmm. been. 
uh, 14 points, I think, above what we were last year. And and that's 14 points above where we finished last year. So it ain't Pass, even over. Ariola. Um, I'm just saying. Jack, Velasco. It, they're saying it. They're saying it. And we were all like, yeah, it's just a, it's just a campaign. But now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing it. And we all see where if this team trims some fat and brings in more players, even if they only hit on half of them next year, because they hit a, a ridiculous high amount this year. They did. How many times have we had not just one, two, but we pass, uh, Farfan, Velasco, Farfan, Ariola, yeah. uh, Leggett. I mean, it's ridiculous the yeah. number of players. That, and, and, you know, to a smaller, to a, a lesser effect, you know, Siki. I, um, mm-hmm. I also am very high in Quinones, by the way. I've been saying it. I like what I see from yep. the kid. Uh, so I think they've hit a ridiculously high amount of uh, on players with only like one or two guys that, that, that didn't, you know, I mean, if Nanu is a bust, no. I, I mean, yeah. he's a good addition on most other seasons, you know? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm getting at is, is, uh, I think this was a show me year for Sonata and, and he's showing yeah. us. He's showing us, and that's that's exciting. That's exciting. I like to see. I think we're all excited. This is something where they're at right now. We thought this would be maybe next year or a year after. Right, right. And I think that's why you're sort of like a year ago in my After Dark article, I mentioned this kind of like a year ago. If you had said, hey, we're going to be in the mix for a playoff spot. Most FC Dallas fans after last year would have said, all right, hey, cool. That's great. I would I would be happy with that, right? Mm-hmm. But we're more than that. We're looking at a home playoff spot. We're we're in contention for potential, that. potential. Yeah, they got to come through. It might not come through. There's still a lot of things that can happen. It's Major League Soccer. It's crazy out there. Um, and you know, you're just you're just but hoping the team continues to carry on this form and grab some points. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're ahead of schedule and we've got some roster work still to be done. But in the Absolutely. meanwhile, enjoy it. Right, we just get to enjoy this. Oh, yeah. And we see the possibilities, even without an Allen Velasco out there on the field, to beat LAFC. Um, and Obreon, not even mad at him. Like, you know, he, he, he was who he was, but he played his game, you know, and, and he He had a great cross. He had a great cross ben, in that mm-hmm. game. Ben, they brought in six new starters. They just, hey, nine of just didn't pan out. It's the first time I've ever seen Obreon filed in the defensive half to prevent a counterattack. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, he's yeah. getting. I mean, he's trying. Yeah, in, um, in warmups, I looked over uh, Sam, who's uh, in our in a little group uh, conversation. I looked over at Sam and I was like, "Don't be surprised if you don't see Nanu running not only everywhere like a headless chicken like normal, but with purpose. Anytime you see Obreon with the ball, he had he was making passes, which you don't see often, like early passes. He was making runs that we don't see him make besides just running straight towards goal. He was being smart with diagonal runs and, you know, looping behind the defender. Obreon, honestly, I think that's one of his best games as an SD Dallas player. I mean, he had a great game against Houston last year, getting a double with that screamer. I mean, we ended up losing that game 3-2. But I think performance-wise and te- technicality-wise, that was his best performance I've seen in an SD Dallas kit from Obreon. And I want to agree with that. I want to agree with that because I did notice it uh... – 
Now he's tried it before with with no effect, but you're you're seeing where he's finally starting to get the gist of it. He's starting to make mm-hmm. you know those those feints and stuff like that. That before he was a straight line guy, straight line, straight yeah. line, straight line. But now you're starting to see him do a little Jimmy, uh, a little you know a little a little a little wiggle, a little pass, a little fake. That wasn't his repertoire before. We're mm-hmm. starting to see it. He didn't pull it off in any of his previous matches the first time we saw it where he looked uh not forced it looked natural and it shows a sign that he's rounding out his game and and i i think that's a good thing for this team he's not he's not an expensive player so if anybody thinks we should get move away from him no yeah i was just about to say i don't think he's going anywhere he's you cannot coach speed and uh, that's one thing he's got and He's got the right attitude too, right? I mean, I've never seen him put his head down because of lack of minutes. He comes in yeah. and he plays his, his game off. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I think he's here to stay, and he's only going to get better. We could see we, two years from now, or a year from now, we could be saying something different about him. Yeah. Well, he's in that sweet spot where he's not a TAM player, so he's under the TAM, and, and you want players like that, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they offer a dimension, and he does. He does offer dimension. I mean, it drives us crazy from time to time. But if he's not the regular starter and he's an occasional starter, there's not like he's he's not getting paid a ton of money, so I'm okay with that. Let's um well let, let's kind of start to close out the show. We appreciate everybody's comments and everything. But let's get to a couple other things. Probably the biggest uh, piece here. Uh, let's before we come back and, and talk about FC Dallas against uh, San Jose this San Jose. weekend at San Jose. Uh, let's talk about North Texas for a couple minutes. Uh, you know, North Texas has had its ups and downs. I've had some moments where they have, in the past few weeks, have sort of had to kind of regroup as a team and figure out, like, you know, what are we going to be about? What what kind of team are we going to be? And and it seems like the squad has responded. In particular, uh, you know, clinching a playoff spot, getting that kind of out of the way. But also, this past weekend, with only uh, you know four teams above the playoff line, and let me see. If I can pull this graphic up here, um, and, um, and, and let me get rid of our little. Um, you know, with St. Louis, Tacoma being really good, and of course Houston Dynamo, who have sort of had North Texas's number uh, all season. Uh, Dynamo too, just just having their number. North Texas, a huge win at home against St. Louis City, too, which is the, the oldest, probably the oldest squad in the league or just they're, about. They're they're basically uh, MLS, you know, uh, squad. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they're like their top 14, 13 guys on there are MLS-type guys. Uh, they are, they but they have no depth. So once you get past those guys, it's all like 17, 16 year old kids. <laughs> yeah. But their starters, their starters are all you know, 26, 28. You know, these are that's these are real grown men out there, and and uh, there's the team that I kept saying was going to be the number one team, and for North Texas to beat them convincingly, I mean they they beat them. They they it was there's this wasn't a game. I mean they put them away early and then finished them off later. I mean, yeah. that's sensational. And by the way, uh, Houston Dynamo lost a surprise loss on the road against a Rapids team that had nothing to play for. 
and and so now the game coming up against Dynamo Two in in Houston, I mean that's massive. That's positional right there. Uh, they have a shot at finishing uh, second place. I don't think they can finish first. I think they can finish tied for first with Tacoma, but I don't think they have the tiebreakers right. against I'm Tacoma. Not, yeah, I'm not sure. Head to head, they pretty much split. They split the season, you know. Yeah. So, so I think I think Tacoma has them on, on the tiebreakers. So number two, I think, is the highest they can finish, and and very likely though, I expect St. Louis and Tacoma both to win. So really, it's it's uh, they're playing for third spot with a chance to sneak into second place because you never know st louis could be in a tailspin they, they have True. lost back-to-back games and and we give credit to you know uh Camungo, who who featured surprise surprisingly especially with, uh, maybe not so surprising with velasco being injured <coughs> on the bench yeah. for dallas Camungo was there he didn't make mm-hmm. his debut which is fine but uh you know he just tore it up against st louis uh, has now, I think, over. Dominant. I mean, surpassed Pepe's goal record yes. with North Texas. Yes. yes. And, and I think that's just a preview of what's to come with this kid for FC Dallas. That uh, and uh, he... Mulatto scored two, and 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 I'm telling you, the the word on the street is that Mulatto is, has been bought out by FC Dallas and will probably join the senior roster next year. So I mean, that's exciting. But let me tell you something. Uh, I watched the game. And, and I want to highlight some players that stood out. Besides, we know the normal guys that stand out. But the the guys that stood out for me that I was surprised at how good they played, Colin Smith at right back. His play was uh, really good. He was, he, he was, he was, I mean, uh, it's a lower level, so don't get too excited. But he, he looked like Brian Reynolds out there, in all honesty. Uh, I, I, and I was very excited to see him kind of start clicking. You know, he looked really good. Uh, I also want to point out that uh, Nolan Norris started at center back, and mm-hmm. and and against the top team, and balled out. And mind you, last week he was on the bench, and when uh, North Texas was trying to hold on to that two-one win on the road against Minnesota, they brought him in as a third center back. And he helped that team. So, I mean, that kid just signed him already, you know. Uh, and and uh, Bartlett was solid. I know, I know we don't yeah. think he's MLS level, but he is an athletic freak. And, and he's a player who I don't think FC Dallas is going to just walk away from. I think Barlett is showing that he's now better than MLS Next Pro, and I think they'll give him another season to try it out. I think they'll loan him out to a USL championship team, and if he doesn't grow there, then they'll let him go. But I don't think he's necessarily a bust. I think he's just looking like, like a reach. But he is showing now that that he has something, at least at that level. So I just wanted to highlight those guys. Oh, and the last guy I want to highlight is uh, Blaine Ferry. Um, I don't know if you guys were aware, but he hasn't really played much for North Texas. I was aware that he kind of disappeared, right? And, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of not. 
yeah, it was not, it was something not having to do with, with soccer. And, uh, he, he hasn't, he started. And when he starts North Texas, is a different team because, because you got the three headed attack with, with, uh, Abayevu, Kamango and Mulato, but the rest of the midfield has, is kind of, you know, <clears throat> doesn't stand out. Fairy stands out, and the addition of that that kid, that 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 uh, defensive midfielder, he looks like a beast. He gives Very he good. gives you a presence. He gives you that physical presence that this team was lacking. Him combined with Fairy, that's what you saw out there. You saw you saw a team that is growing up, and you're seeing a lot of these younger players elevate their game. And, and I'm excited about the playoffs. I North Texas to right now, where I think are a dark horse to win it. And I would love, I would love for them to be the first, you know, team to win it. And same. Uh, mm-hmm. The favorites, though, and I will tell you this: the favorites to win it. If you had, if I had to put money, if I had my own money and said, here, bet on one team to win MLS Next Pro, Columbus Crew two. They're the they're the favorites, and they're the favorites not because, uh, not because they have a great academy or this and that. These guys went out and got signed the best players they could get their hands on from uh, League One, USL League One, and a bunch of players with uh, USL Championship experience and a bunch of Canadian Football League players. And I don't know that they're MLS. You know, prospects. They just said, "Hey, we need to put together a really good uh, Division Three team," and this, so that's what they did. They actually went out and got players as if they were putting together a Division Three team. And and Columbus Crew, they're gonna walk through the East, and they'll be, um, they'll be in the title game. And they're, the, I think, they're the team to beat. Right. Well, we had a Pepe sighting too. We had a Pepe sighting this weekend. That's right. Yes. Happy guys. Assistant debut. Yeah. Yes. Oh, one last thing. Dark horse on the east side, on the east uh, Eastern Conference is uh, Rochester. Uh, yep. They've been a different team since uh, they signed a certain player and made him a their their center forward. <laughs> Do you guys know who that, who that is? Formerly of North Texas, right? Gibran Rio. He's got like 12, 13 goals for those guys at center forward. He's their starting center forward. And, uh, I mean, wow. So he, he, he helped. He's not the only reason, but he's one of the reasons that team went from complete disappointment to now they're, you know, at least a dark horse. But, well, yes, uh, glad to see uh, Pepe scores or uh, be involved in the score. Assist, make his debut. That's good stuff. I uh, wish we could stream the games, and we'll figure that out at some point. Um, let's close out the show here, of course. We're hoping North Texas can get a big win against Dynamo Dos and uh, finish strong. A team that they've yet to beat, they're 0-2 against, and both yeah. of them in North Texas. So right, it is right. a huge, huge game. Huge match. And, of course, Dynamo Dos, their head coach, who's had a good run with that team. He is now the head coach of Houston Dynamo. Uh, of the senior team, so maybe that pre- pre- presents some possibilities there to uh, to close out and strong. I don't I don't follow Houston, but you have to wonder if if when he took over, if he brought some of those uh, his better players up with him because they did have they did have several decent prospects 
on that uh, Houston Dynamo 2 team that were, you know, like North Texas, you know, like Camungo and, 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 and uh, Mulatto guys that look like they're ready to take the next step. I wonder if he, since he's basically preparing for next year, saying, okay, let's bring him up. Yeah. So you got to wonder how good that Houston Dynamo 2 team is. I don't think they're as good as they were earlier in the season. Uh, so this weekend, FC Dallas at San Jose at PayPal Park. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what's our predictions? What's our predictions? Well, I predict Kamunga is going to get his first goal. He's going to get minutes. He's going to get his debut. Going up against the week in um, San Jose, what a better time for got to get some minutes. Might need him in the playoffs. I, I expect to see Kamungo get in the game and score a goal. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Okay. I'm going uh, I'm to I'm follow Tommy a little bit there, and I'm going to go. Um, I, I do think Kamungo uh, will get his, you know, I don't know if he'll start. I think he will debut and get some minutes. I don't know about a goal. But I do predict us to go down there. And it's probably going to be a scrappy game. It always is for San Jose. And the San Jose is right now playing for spoils right now. Uh, I don't – I mean, they they have a game in hand on Houston, but they're right down there with them. I don't think they'll make playoffs, but they're playing for spoils, and they did it to us, I believe, um, one year on decision day. I believe it was two or three years ago that they beat us out for playoffs off of the wind uh, tiebreaker. So uh, I think uh, we'll go down there and probably squeak by with a one or two goal win. I'm going to go with like a 3-1 win. All right. And I'm going to ruin both of you guys' predictions by pointing out that North Texas is going to be in Houston and Kamungo is going to be over there and not traveling with FCD. So, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, but I do, I do, but, but I do expect, I do expect uh, FCD to win it. And, and uh, mind you, FCD should beat the last three opponents on paper. These are teams that are not in playoff contention. But in the past, FC Dallas has played down to the level of their opposition. And and that's the one thing that's left for this team to prove that they're above that, that they can go out. You got three teams that they should be able to beat left on their roster. Let's see them do it. Let's see them go out and prove that they're not going to drop down <clears> to the <throat> opposition. That's that's well, what I, I'm looking for. Against San Jose, I want them to win. But there's teams that we played that we should have beaten in the past. And I think that's where awesome. a guy like Legit mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say Vancouver. <laughs> but well, there's yeah. uh, But I'm just saying well, in the past mm-hmm. in past seasons FC Dallas played down to the low position. I that's not. I want them. I don't just want them to win. I want them to win impressively, and that's what I'm looking for. Go I'm just wondering, there, handle your yeah. business, show that you are a playoff team, and 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 above these guys. I'm wondering. This is the game where Jesus gets a little bit of a rest. Maybe comes in at halftime. He's been you know putting a lot of minutes over the whole year. Got not only the the playoffs coming up in the MLS Cup, but also World Cup, and it may be a time to let him come on at halftime and. I, Maybe, I think know, last place. I don't think Jesus comes off. I don't think Jesus comes off until he scores that twentieth goal. He said he was going to score twenty goals this year, and he can taste it. And I think you're going to have to drag him, kick him, and screen him out there. You know, um, mm. Mm. I don't think he. I don't think he starts taking breaks until he's got his twenty goals and FC Dallas has secured a home spot. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think FC Dallas should expect the three points this weekend. And yet, you know, a lot of things could happen in a, in a, in a, a feisty draw. Wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, but um, especially away in a away game, you, you pick up points however you can. But if it, 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 it we'll know a lot from the starting lineup of how, um, you know, FC Dallas is is going to approach this, uh, w- whether they're looking for the draw or going to rest some guys or they're going to. Yeah, Whoa. Got, some, got some uh, fans here. <laughs> Let's go. All right, well, look, hey, we need to leave it there. Let's. It's. Uh, it's He's been an a excellent good... diver too, by the way. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Koo, for joining us. Koo, man, uh, we'll up... having you on, man. Yeah, we'll be uploading yeah, the audio uh, to wherever you find uh, the pod- podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And hey. <laughs> Uh, this is the this is why you watch Major League Soccer. These last few games, it's going to be a lot of exciting stuff. Go FC Dallas. Let's do it. Go FC, yep. man. I'm hyped. Let's get it. Good night. Right. Good night. Good night, guys.